Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Two Bearded Ladies. It's a beauty history podcast. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. And we are your hosts. I am Nora Yaya. I am Electra Telesford. And we'll be getting into today. You sound really excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about skin bleaching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, well, this is. I'm excited to dig into this with you. It's That's very, why. it's very. Um, we're gonna make, we're not gonna you, make light of something heavy, but we're gonna dig. You we're want gonna me talk to be like this? this. We're gonna like, talk about skin bleaching. Today. I mean, honestly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're talking about skin bleaching. It's a sensitive topic for a lot of people. It can be very triggering, but um, you know, we're just gonna talk about the history of it and our personal experiences with it, and we're gonna see. How it goes. Yeah, we're going to see how it goes. I think it'll go pretty well. I think so. I it think we can handle does. this. Yeah. I'm just a little nervous about it because it's <laughs> such a like. It's I such sh- a controversial topic. It's such a controversial topic. And also it's like a very sensitive topic to talk about. You know, and I agree with that. But I think the reason why I'm excited is because it doesn't get talked about enough from a historical lens. Right. It's always just like opinions and like shitting on people who do it versus like understanding the why or even like it's not a broad enough historical right. lens. I right. think it's like very right. like it's it's it usually starts with like America. Yep. You know, yep. we don't talk about it in other places, but we will today. So that's I feel the, like people finna learn. People finna learn. That makes me excited. So <laughs> let's jump right into it. So in the beginning, you know, we talk a lot about ancient Rome. Egypt and Greece but you know these three places are involved once again because (laughs) they they would actually discover that honey mixed with olive oil could be used as like a skin lightening agent and so they applied it a lot to their face and um, their bodies yeah it's kind of crazy how much ancient Egypt Rome and Greece really just shaped all of the historical context yeah, for yeah. a lot of this. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Oh my goodness. Um, but yes, yeah, so they, that's what they did. Um, and then, you know, it, there was always, there was also, once again, like thinking about the broader lens there in eight, in certain parts of Asia, people would, mm-hmm. um, they would use certain products to try to lighten their skin or to have makeup that lighten their skin. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes because, um, it was darker skin was attributed or to agricultural work and having to be like a farmer or a laborer. So again, it's the socioeconomic thing kind of making the influence, whether it's how your eyebrows are or the color of your skin. It's based on like, are you a day laborer (laughs) or are you in the house? Exactly. And so then, I mean, we're, we're going super, super forward here, but, uh, you know, obviously we start to get more of a racial tone or racial, um, connection in that you know uh to to kind of justify racial slavery right um there was an interest in like kind of spreading this ideology of skin color and specifically whiteness being um better and that being somewhat or being a justification for holding yeah uh, enslaved people i think that that's it that's the point right there it's like how are we going to justify taking these other humans and turning them into slaves oh Skin. So skin. that made it really easy for them. And the idea that they are inferior to whites because whiteness exactly. is exactly somehow superior, right? I know. So. It's like the sun like me. Right. <laughs> but you um, can't stand in the sun for I'm the, the 30 minutes. I'm the so. friend of the sun here. Hello. Um, Hello. You know? But yeah, so that was kind of uh, another interesting thing about it too is that obviously they used it to justify slavery 
but they also had it uh, skin color was directly impacted the kind of work that you would do as an enslaved person it's the same thing right yeah it's, i mean and everyone talks about the willie lynch theory um and it's you know that hasn't been necessarily confirmed but the do you, idea do you want to elaborate on it well just that like the way that they broke up black people in america was by using skin color. And mm -hmm. so if you were a lighter slave, they would put you in the house, not to say that you had to do less work, but you weren't in that baking sun picking cotton. Mm -hmm. And so that's how they also started to divide the people by having that sort of distinction based on skin color. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think it's and we really, see it today. Yeah, and it's super interesting that, you know, not every place in the world, but that a large part of the world has always had this obsession, whether influenced by like Western standards mm -hmm. or European standards or not with like paleness. That's so crazy to me too. Like where did that even originate from? Cause it's definitely just not from American slavery. Like this is a yeah. global issue. And I think it goes back to like the kind of labor that you, I think in a lot of these spaces it's about like the labor that you have to do. It's about or class. Or perhaps even like with histories of conquering. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you mm -hmm. like if you're like there's a lot of conflict in like Southeast Asia. Right. So depending, especially Speak in India it. prior to, you know, they had all of these different like states, essentially. So like people looked very different. So mm -hmm. maybe something is like similar to how in Spain, when the Moors took over, mm -hmm. there was like a more of an embrace of darker. You know, yeah. Darker skin. Maybe part of that is like if you were conquered by a lighter skinned group of people, perhaps like that also influenced your culture. I think that. You know, when it comes to like thinking about skin bleaching and lightning, India comes up a lot and mm -hmm. kind of this context. Um, and I'm curious, like, if you can share a little bit more kind of on the history of colonization there, because I don't think a lot of people know. Yeah. So white people were all up and through that. I mean, summary. Yeah, they're all up and through that. Cliff I mean, notes. White it, people were all know. up and through that. I mean, they, they were colonized and, and, and oppressed by so many European nations like Portugal, France, um, the Netherlands, mm. Britain. Right. And so, you know, they they finally got their independence in 1947 but, you know, at the same time, there was a lot of like intermic, like uh, interracial relationships mm -hmm. or whatever. So there's a lot of like British Indian families or like Anglo Indian mm. families. And that you would see that they um, often would be higher on the social hierarchy. And due to other things that happened prior to Europeans, there is uh, a social hierarchy there that exists uh, largely based off of skin color to the point where, you know, they're like that's like how they date right yeah. so it's very similar like when you're looking for if you believe in or if you're participating in arranged marriage skin color might be a factor in terms of like your bio data looking for someone fair yep i don't know if you remember saw. i was just yeah. about to bring that up yeah. the indian matchmaker show yeah. on yeah. netflix you know that was crazy because fair was used a lot but yeah is she fair, fair? What does she look like? Is she fair? Yeah. It was like constantly a It was theme. obsessive They almost. were, yeah. yeah. It was really, really, really. Um, and I have like, you know, friends of Indian descent and they share this issue. Like one who is very pale with green eyes mm -hmm. and how her family is like, why did you go to the beach today? Like, yeah. what are you trying to do? And then who are you marrying? And what are your kids then going to look like? Yeah. yeah. And then my other friends who are married to black men and they're of Indian descent, it's like, oh, oh, how dark are these kids about to be, child? Are you sure this is it? And it's a real conversation they've had to have. So I just think oftentimes skin bleaching is given in the context in either Africa or America, but mm -hmm. like not the global perspective. 
I don't know. Like, there's a there's an issue in the world. Well, first of all, I think there's two thoughts, right? Like, on mm-hmm. one hand, uh, people automatically kind of rebuke and, like, have a lot of judgment over um, skin bleaching, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's wrong, da, da, da. But at the same time, it's, like, when skin bleaching is connected to the very real things in your life and, mm-hmm. like, social advantages, whether it's marrying into a particular group of people with a higher socioeconomic class or accessing a particular job or it's like very hard to be judgmental of people that skin bleach um knowing that they there are real benefits to having lighter skin there are absolutely real benefits to that you and know opportunities you can get right so i do think that that is usually left out of the conversation it's yeah it's like you don't love yourself love yourself queen love yourself. it's like you i would queen. if i was Fix able to get on a your job. head <laughs> I can't. No one's hiring me. You I would adjust it if I could get six figures. Right? Yeah. It's just like the state of the world. Proximity to whiteness is such a huge. It, it has real benefits. And, and it, that's really unfortunate. But at the same time, like we have one life to live. And so it's like, what do you. There's so there's very little you can do sometimes in some places to to really advance yourself. Yeah. And that and that is a real tangible thing that you can change that can give you opportunities. Exactly. And we hate to see it, but we it usually does it. give them some opportunities unless you say me Sosa because <laughs> yeah, that was limited. Just, he can't even woo, go to the you beach. Just look no like more. you should have been in the casket boo boo. Um, but then also I think pulling out of the context of people of color, but also from European women, you know, and, and queen Elizabeth who was taking those like arsenic complexion wafers because she wanted to eat a little bit of poison to give her that ghostly look. I think that also has something to do with class. Right. And you just think about like, I don't ever want to look like I've ever had to step in the sun ever. Like, you know, like I don't have to lift a finger. Like, are you kidding me? And I wonder how that also within the European context, since there are darker skinned, olive skinned, if you will, Europeans, how that plays out in those places too. Let me ask you a question. Um, have you ever wanted to be lighter? <laughs> I don't think I can get much lighter. Um, I am actually probably like one of the lightest people in my family. So, no, I've always wanted to be browner. I would have liked to be kissed by the sun a little bit more. Um, but, no, I've never wanted to be lighter. Uh, and I think it's weird to me when people compliment my complexion. That's I odd. fucking hate your complexion. Yeah, you should. <laughs> That's what you want? You're like, you're like, I hate people. Fine, it's ugly. Is that what you want to hear? Get out of here. You know, as light skinned black people be confused. Okay, get out of here, yellow we bone. Be, we be tough. <laughs> yellow bone. That was a throwback. That was a throwback. If y'all listen to the other episodes, um. But no, I think it is interesting. I think light-skinned black people always struggle with where they fit in and wanting to be browner. I mean, you look at freaking. Malcolm X and Angela Davis and Huey P. Newton and all these people. They mad light. Huey was so hot. But he's mad light-skinned, too. But he's like, I'm going to prove to you I'm about the people. I'm going to sacrifice my life. So that's where I followed in. Um, Felon, what about you? Have you ever wanted to be lighter? You ever have a bluest eye moment? (laughs) God forbid. (laughs) Um, I will say this. The answer is no, but I, I will say that, like, my skin does look better different complexions meaning like my skin changes a lot like i go like you haven't seen we're in new york too yeah I mean. we're in new york when i come back from fort lauderdale you'll see like a, a pretty different like stark difference mm-hmm. i can get very um much darker than this and i think sometimes it makes my uh blemishes come out more in my face with versus, darker skin yeah versus oh, like versus when i'm like lighter in the um 
I think it's like hyperpigmentation or something. Like okay. it exacerbates that. Also think about geographically, like where you are. Like if I lived, I don't know, in the sub-Saharan or somewhere else that wasn't New York where it's cold <laughs> seven months of the year, mm-hmm. what my complexion would look like. Yeah, I'd be much browner if I was in Guyana. For sure. I'd be For much browner. Sure. <laughs> much, much browner than this. Definitely. And I'm, I guess I wonder, like growing up, did you ever feel like seeing stuff on TV and the media made you none of that ever influenced you in wanting to be lighter? Cause they wasn't giving it to the brown skin girls for a minute. Um, to be honest, I feel like I looked enough like the girls on television. Like I, I don't think when people talk brown skin, they think they're talking about me. Mm. Like I wouldn't consider myself. I think you're pretty, I mean, these are all stupid terms. So if this sounds ignorant. I'll we'll have to reassess. But, um, like I think you're like very light skinned. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think I'm like, lightish skin like light to br- like i'm not brown i think you're of like, brown you're not dark skin i'm not dark. yeah it's and i'm not i'm not even i don't even think i'm brown skin like i think when i think of brown skin i think of like let me think of some people i think of i think of like moesha i don't know why she keeps coming up in my frame of reference but <laughs> i'm not even I, a real look, person yeah. that's just a character i look, I look yeah <laughs> not brandy moesha <laughs> I think no. of Moesha. I, th- I know. I think of, I, I after Moesha was over, I was done with that bitch. I was like, I got nothing now. Who is but, she? No, I think like like I think of myself with the same group as like Aaliyah or like really or yeah or uh, not Rihanna's lighter than me. Rihanna, like uh, what's her name? Um, and I also think I'm, I've always been fascinated by that though because as like a dumb light skin person, mm-hmm. and there are people lighter than me. Let me be yeah. clear. But <laughs> I'm like, let me be clear, okay? But no, I think. I've had friends and they're like, oh, I'm brown skin. And in my head, I'm like, you're dark skin. You know, like, are you like mm-hmm. based on the spectrum of what your exposure is? Mm-hmm. I wonder if that changes things, too. I think oftentimes, especially in America, where like light skin people tend to be like mixed with white. It's like it's a different kind of quality. But see, that's so interesting to me, too, because, you know, being in New York, it's the most like it's the epicenter of like multiculturalism. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting exposed to all these different countries. But in the South, What's funny to me up here is like people don't get exposed to just regular black people, like regular light skin black people. It's always like, what are you mixed with? And it's like, um, my both my parents are black, like Mm -hmm. you know, and it's very confusing to me sometimes because I'm like, are you Dominican? Are you like, yeah, from the south? Like you know, explain what's happening. I think it's exposure a lot of it, um, and that is I don't know. It's really interesting to me too because then you had the movement in the '90s where it was like, um black is beautiful t-shirts right Mm -hmm. and um 100 black 100 beautiful like all these things so that kind of came up and i think that helped to change the conversation a little bit more Mm -hmm. but what are these moments where you know i guess we kind of lose them there was like the black power movement and then media came in and usurped everything and then it was back to black is beautiful media came in and took over and now we're kind of getting back to the black is beautiful part um, so I'm curious if like this is even an issue for the younger generation. Yeah, it totally is. Like I think <laughs> because I think that those things are probably definitely helpful. Like I'm not trying to undermine like their their influence, but I still think like the mainstream culture is messaging Facts. is more powerful. Yeah, than that, you know because those things always and exist. there just isn't enough yeah. to counterbalance because, it. Yeah, and I think a yeah. lot of like these things are really. Um, they enter your subconscious like you're not even it's mm. not even like you're getting like white is great on your thing mm-hmm. but you're internalizing that right when like the when the protagonist of a story is mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. light-skinned woman even if she's not a black woman or that the or that the woman is always lighter in movies than the guy yo i'll you never know? forget what they did and um 
Will what Will Smith did specifically to Aunt Viv. How do yeah. you just change him out like that and just I expect know. us and just to be years like later being like the optics were bad? Yeah, I was young. And Janet being like, I didn't work for 17 years or yeah. whatever it was, the original Aunt Viv. So from Fresh Prince. So like, you know, I do think, but culturally now we have like a whole, I don't know, chain. We make jokes about that now, right? Like we're a little bit more aware and conscious of it. Like at least we're moving away from, I think there was this fascination with like being mixed and like, you know, ooh, what you mix mm-hmm. with and like, oh, yeah. you and Spanish. I like, yeah. And I hate the, like, <laughs> I, I, it's so funny because like I try to avoid like, I feel like really at one point in my life, I did identify as more mixed or whatever. And now it was I, trending. It, it, I don't think it was trend. Like, I, I don't think that was my perspective on it. Like, I'm doing this because it's trending or I feel this way because it's trending. I almost started to feel more uncomfortable because it was trending and I stopped saying it mm. because it was part of my identity. Like, I've got a black family. I've got an Indian family. Like, I, yeah. know, I know both those yeah. groups of people. I also look like when like people a black like, and Indian person, you know what I mean? like, or especially like when people see like the, the black side of my family, they're like, Oh no, I see. Cause we are no, we're like, they're like, um, like I think they, one of them did like an ancestry thing. And it's like Sudanese, Somali. Oh, it's like, it's like very like we Congo. Could be family girl. Yeah. 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 So th- that's what, so when you see us together, it's like, Oh no, no, yeah, I can see, I could see both of those things, but it just started to feel very uncomfortable when I'd see like, on Instagram, these like mixed baby blogs are like, this baby's half Singaporean. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so icky. This is so icky. That is the mixed baby you know? blogs are so interesting to me. I just think that it's very odd. It's fucking odd. Because it already starts to like, I don't know, create this, this complex sort of superiority complex like yeah, you know what i like mean it's a designer it's, dog it, it is feels, oh my god that's exactly so what it is weird. like yes yes it's a great analogy you it's know, literally what it's my like my baby's a golden doodle oh what is, what is your baby mixed with but um have but you, have you used a skin bleaching cream no i've never um i've used a tanner <laughs> little jergen self tanner mm-hmm. have you ever used a skin bleaching yes Really? Was it for like dark spots? Yeah, okay. I was gonna say it was. Okay. It was um, Am- I think it's called Ambi or something. Yep. Yep. Seen so the I, commercials. Use, I use that, but it's really interesting because skin bleaching, it, it's used in the U.S., but there's a lot of focus on like the Caribbean and Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did some research in, in Africa, and I did some research about you know in both Africa, usually Western. I think it's, it's usually addressed more in like uh, Western Africa, like that's the focus of yeah always. these conversations. And in the Caribbean, and they're both, um, like the culture publicly con- condones it, condones condemns mm, condemns condemns it. Um, however, like privately, people are still skin bleaching. Mm. You know, some celebrities that might come to mind from the Caribbean. Oh, vibes cartel. Vibes. What did Sammy you do? Sosa, what did you, you do? Know, and little Kim's American, but I think she's of West Indian background. And of course, the iconic. Well, I don't know if you did this allegedly. My- MJ. Michael Jackson, that yeah. is. Not Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, MJ. Michael Jordan. Little Michael, J- Michael Jackson. <laughs> MJ. <laughs> no, um, I think what's funny about that comment, though, is that if, in I don't know, maybe it's like different conversations, you would think it was just like a 
society was like totally in line with skin bleaching in West yeah. Africa or the Caribbean. And it's like, nah, they're not cool with that shit either. No. But there are huge billboards for like skin bleaching. Yeah, I think I read that it's banned in Ghana, but okay. like it's, it's still advertised yeah. and sold everywhere. And of course in India, there's fair and lovely. Oh my gosh. But what's really interesting too, is that the main component of it, I'm going to mispronounce it, but I think it's hydroquine. Is actually that's banned right, actually. in America, and so there's this, there's this huge dumping of skin bleaching products in the third world because a lot of them can't be get into sold the US. here. They're banned in the United States. That's so interesting though because I definitely see like skin bleaching products in my local beauty supply store on Fulton Avenue. You know what I mean? Like the little like shady sketchy ones. Be having all the skin bleaching. Yeah, next creams. to the black soap. Yeah, right. <laughs> I should look and see if they have hydroquin though. Like if they made it yeah, in. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's so bizarre though. And I think it's so fucked up where it's like you make this product readily available to these people. And you're also selling products, you know, that are dangerous because they're banned and we don't use this phrase anymore, but the first world, mm-hmm. you know, so these developed nations are having to deal with, you know, uh, just like the, the weird influences between culture and also capitalism. That's so interesting, too. Yeah. I mean, that's just fucked up. <laughs> like, it's not even interesting. It's kind of fucked up. Um, and what what then I'm curious about you saying you using skin bleaching cream, um, but for dark spots. So, like, where's the line there? Like, a lot of these beauty influencers don't really speak about that. It's like, oh, fade your dark spots. Not mm-hmm. saying, like, buy skin bleaching. And I wonder how many people are, yeah, you're right, are getting that message. We're like, mm. she's saying dark spots, but it's really you know bleaching bleaching Mm -hmm. i think that's that's something i would just like us to be a little bit more upfront about in the beauty community yeah like well who's gonna come bleach your face girl (laughs) come bleach your face um but do you think that we should cancel celebrities who bleach their skin <sighs> that is a tricky question because to your point, if it gives them opportunities and benefits, mm-hmm. it's like, how can we really judge them? But then on the other side, they have such a huge level of influence that what are you communicating to your populace about how you feel about yourself? Like we, it depends. You look at like a little Kim, like you changed your whole shit. Like, you know, wasn't, I mean, you're a light skin, skinny nose woman right now. Like when you came out just as gorgeous. And so I think that actually did her a disservice. Like people looked at her crazy. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, like if it was someone else that maybe we just don't know about that has started doing skin bleaching. They were trying to say that, um, tennis star, help me, help me. Um, the, the tennis star. Serena. Yeah. Serena Mm -hmm. started skin bleaching. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm like you know, that would be unfortunate, obviously. But then they all just came down on her on Instagram. Like, this is what happens when you don't love yourself. This is what happens. Instead of being like, yo, why would she do this? Yeah. No one asked the why. Yeah. It's really hard. I I would, I tend to agree with you in the, in the celebrities are under some of the same uh, forces that we're under, Yeah, you know? And so it's like hard not to be uh, sympathetic for them. Uh, or empathetic rather because I understand I I, not, I understand but I think as a general we can understand how they how they feel mm-hmm. um 
I think it's different. Like I know there was some woman in Africa who became like, mm. really famous for like. That's who I was trying skin. to Google. It was like, like Miss white, white or Miss. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah it was like something that. crazy. And that to me seems worthy of cancellation, right? Because it's kind of um, she harmful. was making money too. She, she was, was on everybody's show. She was, and the white people were loving it. They were just like, oh, please come on ABC News and tell us all about how you became a white woman. Yeah, it's so bizarre. But then at the same time, like, I don't know. I just think about, yeah, skin bleaching, no matter who you are, whether you're a celebrity or not, it's just like a sad case, you know? What's the 212 girl? I was on the 212. Oh, Azalea Banks? Yeah. Yeah. She also was another one who was in the public um, for a little while with the skin bleaching. But, I mean, uh, can I say that she didn't OD? Like... Her it's a very tasteful <laughs> bleaching job. You know, it's not like she totally changed everything. She was like, my skin wasn't clear. I wanted it to be a little lighter. And she owned it. She was like the first celebrity that like owned it without totally being a clown about it. You know, like a Miss White sort of thing. But there was also rumors that, um, what's his name from 105.1? The, the big celebrity the oh charlemagne the god was skin bleaching too and he was like actually i just cleared my skin up but he became visibly lighter yeah but you know sometimes when niggas smoke weed they become that <laughs> dull shit i mean maybe that should be the case like you can only get it with the prescription with marijuana because that should be making your skin dull yo as you it like man, weed like weed eyes that are just kind of like brown around the black gums yeah be black. the That's jamie true. fox special so they get a pass they could do the skin bleaching. If you are an avid weed user. Then it's just brightening. And it's you looking burning. <laughs> you know? It's just skin. That's the other thing, too. Like, there's so much coded language in our society when it comes to, like, skin brightening and, like, that kind of stuff. <sighs> yeah. But I use vitamin C lotion. I was just it, about to say, I does, do be using the vitamin and C. And I do look brighter. And I do want to be bright, though. I do want to glow Shine from like a diamond. Um, do you have any hot takes? Well, before the high tech, I mean, I, yeah, kind of. I guess I was curious. Like, we had the whole conversation about black fishing and, you know, everyone kind of wanting to be browner and using, like, foundation on their entire bodies, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like, this obsession with darker skin um, and wanting to be tan, is that a sign that maybe skin bleaching will eventually end in some capacity? No. All right. Gave me a lot to work with there. Thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, I just like a curt no. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. Only because like it's not really fast. It's like I feel like when black people or darker skin people who are not white uh, get any popularity, it's a trend. And then, mm. but then that doesn't actually mm. influence or benefit like other black people, even with because I think I like see. there's something about like I don't think even when we're like oh like the Kardashians want to be. Um, they want to be black. I don't really think they want to be black. I think absolutely that not. They want to take because they know that whiteness is the core of their success. Yes, you know what I mean. There's not going to be a black Kardashians. So I think that like part of it is still. Damn, that's kind of painful for you just to say like that. No, well, I don't think there ever will be a black Kardashians. I think that it's always because it's sent their power and in, in their agency and their ability to adopt and drop different elements of black women. Mm. is all due to their whiteness so mm. I, I don't see that ever becoming a thing so they can Damn. they can shirk blackness and tan and then rub the tanner off and but do it that. does absolutely zero but for it doesn't us do anything because, for bla- because we're we actually, actually that thing right right <laughs> they're like nobody wants that you for play play and we live in this every you single know? day yeah. exactly because they've, they've identified darker skin and maybe fuller lips but they're not going to identify it like 
our hair texture or anything like that. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, adopt. So no, no. Damn. I guess I was just a little bit helpful. (laughs) No, that's why I'm here. And then my dreams were slowly deferred. Do you see why it was was a short no? Yes. (laughs) I actually didn't want you to continue and expound upon that. No more. (laughs) No more. The suffering must stop. All right. So where do you stand on this? Like, I want to know, do you want it to end? Or do you feel like it is what it is? It is what it is. I mean, it is what it is, comma, but I want it to end. I mean, like, I I don't see it ending um, because I think, like, ending skin bleaching is ending um, white supremacy and patriarchy. (laughs) And I just don't see how that happens in a a capitalist model. At the end of the day. Um, So, yeah, but I definitely am anti, and I do think we should endeavor to as much as possible, like, discourage the discourage use of it. it i think yeah. that you know like banning it and just giving getting everybody vitamin c right, lotion. <laughs> right. this is it this is as much and as eating you right get, so your skin you clears know. up and drinking more water yeah, you know that kind of thing but i yeah it's, it's sad though it's super sad i mean i hate to see it you know and especially like when it comes to people who I think it's one thing if you're doing it strategically and you're like, you know what, this is about to be my new hustle and this is my bag and I just don't care. Um, and it's another thing to do it because you genuinely don't like the design of yourself, period. That's very interesting. So you think it's okay to skin bleach if you like love yourself but know that you are just going to have more access? I think so. Okay. I mean, in my personal opinion, is it wrong? I would hate I, – I think the problem, my hot take, so to speak – I'm anti-skin bleaching because of the chemicals and the impact that it has like Mm. on your body and the fact that it could genuinely kill you and hurt you. Mm. Um, And then obviously I want all people to love themselves, but who am I to tell you what to do with your body? (laughs) And if it gets you the bag, it's like we're literally going to have to fight against white supremacist uh, imperialistic standards. And until that changes, like I'm going to judge you and put you on blast on Instagram without like, claiming your own bullshit everyone got their shit mm, interesting i mean it's very um, it's always women too i mean well except sammy sosa and vibes cartel and michael jackson <laughs> yeah and michael jackson although you know people are gonna come from us uh, come for us about this michael jackson Maybe. thing well, they're gonna be like he had vitiligo is that what it's called yeah i think he uh, i think he had some but i don't know if that was all vitiligo son i don't think so yeah, I've never seen like you ain't have one dark spot. <laughs> like, yeah, you, it, yeah. It, you, it, it seems like some really extreme skin bleaching. Insanely, insanely. Yeah. It's a totally unfortunate scenario. Um, but it's the same thing with like perming your hair. Am I natural? Yeah. Did I perm my hair for like twenty years? Absolutely. But I'm not gonna now tell you you should be doing this when I know that it can get you access and seen in different perspectives mm-hmm. for opportunities. Damn. So it's really effed up. But like at some point we have to get out of our like self-righteous, you know, yeah. stance and like recognize the why. And like until we change that why part, mind your damn business. Yeah. <laughs> you damn. know, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I know. This is sad. This Damn. I was but, excited okay, when so it started. In I, uh, guys, I knew, I knew that we would get here. <laughs> but just to be a little bit more lighthearted. Um, I'd like to bring up some telltale signs of skin bleaching that are just a little bit humorous to me. Ooh. Knees and knuckles. Yo. They can never get the knees and the knuckles. Knees and the knuckles in the back of the ear. Oh, it's the crevices. Get the crevices. Get the crevices. <laughs> like oh, Vibes God. Cartel just looks like he's punched dirt. 
Yo, it's <laughs> so bad. It's like you look gray, son. You don't even yeah. look light skin or white. You're gray. And that's the thing. Like they end up a lot of times the over bleaching just makes you look like a naked mole rat. Like, it's like pink. <laughs> like it's very. It doesn't. It usually it does not really go well when you go past. I mean. It doesn't look natural, rather, when you of go to these extremes. Not. Of course not. It's so extreme. It's so yeah. wild to me. Um, oh, I did want to bring up one thing, though, uh, just for a historical reference um, and kind of get your insight. So there was this Dove commercial. The reason why I asked you if you ever thought about um, the influence media had on you and, like, wanting to be lighter is because it is in our face, like, 24-7, mm-hmm. right? And so the recently, like, in the 2000, I think it was, like, 16 or something, there was a Dove commercial about, it was a brown-skinned woman, okay? Mm-hmm. She had on a brown T-shirt, and um, she then, was it, took a shower or used some sort of body wash, and it transformed her into, like, a white, red-headed woman. Mm-hmm. And they got dragged for that. And mm-hmm. it reminded me of the soap commercials in the Jim Crow South called like fairy soap. And you'd have like a white kid um, looking at a black caricature of a black child um, in a tub. And it was like, why come your mama don't wash you with fairy soap? And it was this whole thing about being dirty and being black and like brown skin. And it's the same thing from the Dove commercial. So I also feel like, you know, we're in this woke cancel culture moment so dove could never right now Mm -hmm. but i think this woke cancel culture will end and we'll get back to that sort of thing and so the impact that that has on your subconscious on wanting to be lighter skin seeming dirty or wrong or any of that Mm -hmm. um but growing up in like an all brown black community you might not feel that way but if you're the only black kid in oklahoma in some small town somewhere of course you're going to feel away, right? Like, is that crazy? No, I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, like, you're going to want to. And I guess I just want people to be more aware of, like, why someone might not love themselves because of the media influence and then what they're exposed to. So, like, when we're thinking about Nazelia Banks or someone else is, like, why did they do that? Like, what? who is out here rooting for dark-skinned women in media? Yeah. In a conglomerate. It's not happening. So, yeah, that's real. No, it's, it's real. I feel like you just got sad. <laughs> I'm a little overwhelmed. Oh, man. No, I, I think that's real. I don't have anything to like really contribute to that. Yeah, I think it's. It's like the empathy piece. Yeah. Yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah, it's missing the empathy piece. Um, the vibes cartels knuckles. Am I right? <laughs> Who is your hairy heroine? Oh, man. I don't know. I actually hadn't thought about that for skin bleaching. <laughs> All right. So I just want to jump into, I'd like to jump into my hair. Okay, heroine, please do. Because I just, I feel very strongly about this person. Okay. I didn't it? always like them. Don't always care for them. All right. But I think they came up in brown, in their brown skin body. Okay. Um, And really transcended to something, to a, a space that no black woman it has before mm-hmm. so uh i said oprah mm. i said oprah i think oprah has um you know transcended so much in her life but i think also just like the imagery of oprah as a a billionaire brown skin dark skin woman who has just like influenced so many people mm-hmm. I, I just chose oprah i think that makes sense 
I mean, if you had to choose somebody, <laughs> the first black woman. Well, no, she isn't the first black. Is she the first black woman billionaire? I think so. I don't know. I was, like for inflation. I don't know. For inflation. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. But I know that she yeah, like has tra- she's done a, like first one with her own magazine. And like she's on the, the cover of every single. <laughs> yeah, cover. I know. Isn't that so funny? She's like it's me. What a narcissist. Hello again. <laughs> There's one where it's like a, I actually like had it as my Facebook cover for like a while. Where it's just a bunch of Oprahs in different colors. Oh, my God. Like a rainbow of Oprahs. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing. I was in, like, college, and I was like, this show is so funny. I think, okay, I think my Harry heroine is Tashina Arnold. Because she, Interesting. You know, shout out to Tashina Arnold. Iconic Marty Marr show, you know. Um, I just loved her character always and everything that she plays. I think she's so naturally just hilarious. Um, but obviously Pam growing up watching Pam on uh, the Martin show just really kind of gave me just so much joy and happiness that, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I showed her all the colorful Oprah's. Um, she going to be it. And she looked damn good. She 51. She looked damn good. Yeah. She looks amazing. So yeah, that's Don't it. Don't you know no good? Don't you know no good? No, no good. Don't get me excited. Nora, where can the people find you? They can find me at Miss Yaya, M-I-S-S-Y-A-H-Y-A. And NoraYayaComedy.com. Where can they find you? They can find me at Electra underscore Telesford on Instagram. Or they can find me at www.electratelesford.com. But also you can follow us on instagram uh and it is two bearded at two bearded ladies at the two bearded ladies at the two bearded ladies yes yes yeah if the at two bearded ladies wants to give us their account that would be amazing <laughs> that would be great right now it's just two little white dogs so yeah. shout out to that account they're Don't not even them. schnauzers they're not even cute oh. uh, okay <laughs> and on that note <laughs> you guys have a great day and we will see you next week See you next week. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.